0: Welcome to another episode of Real Estate and Rec, where real estate and adventure converge. I'm your host, Gladys Rumkis, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Martin Hubner, an insurance professional with Farmers Insurance. Huge shout out to Martin for helping answer some of the questions that I think are important for you as a current or a future homeowner, and for taking the time to help me do what I think is so important, and that is being a wealth of information and knowledge for all of my clients. Hey, Martin, it's so nice to have you on our podcast today. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing fantastic.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Are you enjoying this really cold weather or are you hating it just like I am?
1: I kind of like the cold. Oh, good. I was looking forward to it, but by the time we get to February, I'm probably going to be hating it.
0: (laughs) I think everybody's on that same page, right? Exactly. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Real Estate and Rec. As you know, I've got some wonderful questions for you coming from the insurance perspective. Usually us realtors really like to have some information that we can grasp onto so that we can become a better resource for our clients. So let's dive right in if you're ready for it.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So the first question is, so how often, based on inflation, should you reassess the value of your home for insurance purposes? And the reason I ask this is because that is one of the services that we offer as realtors. We can actually evaluate the price of your home depending on the market value. And oftentimes we like to do it when somebody hasn't necessarily had that option in several years. So coming from the insurance perspective, what's your answer to that?
1: Oh, yeah. Every year, you should probably look at your policy. Your insurance company, usually about 45 days out, will send you your renewal notice, and that will tell you what your price is. Reviewing your coverages at that time is ideal. As the house values move up, new appraisals come out especially like here in Colorado all the houses got reappraised which means all of the renewal rates are going up about 52% this year.
0: Wow, that's a lot.
1: People aren't realizing that and we're kind of trying to educate them, trying to get them on board so.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely something that we pushed for was that reevaluation after that recent appraisal jump. So what are the things that you think we should be looking for in those policies when we're reviewing them on a yearly basis?
1: Uh, The biggest thing that you should look for is to make sure that your dwelling coverage, which is your coverage A, is enough to cover your property in the event of a total loss. The second thing you should look for is your personal liability. Uh, Liability covers that you have while people are visiting your house in case an accident happens that you may be deemed liable for. Uh, Those are the two main things that I would look at. And if you make any improvements to your house, you add a shed, you add a bigger garage, those need to be evaluated on your policy because that will change your coverage, be your other structures.
0: And, you know, that goes into one of my next questions, actually. So what does the cost of a full replacement mean
1: yeah full replacement uh is based off of the replacement of your house to bring it back to its original condition after a total loss uh this is often confused with the market value of your house it is not the market value it is the cost of materials labor time all of that stuff combined into a estimated amount
0: Oh, does that also include like what it would take to tear everything down? Because that's like an additional cost that it could incur, right?
1: Yeah, you could. Uh, a lot of the policies have a debris and removal built into them. So that's something you could look for if you're worried about it. But it does come into the uh, replacement cost.
0: So with that in mind, how much uh, relative to my purchase price or, you know, the market value of my home should I insure my home for?
1: Uh, in order to get the proper coverage for your house, you have to have at least 80 percent of your replacement cost.
0: 80 percent. OK.
1: That's usually your goal. Typically, we want to get you replacement cost over your appraisal value. But you want to be aware of not having too much coverage.
0: OK, what what could happen if you have too much coverage?
1: <laughs> if you have too much coverage, you're essentially just paying a premium that you don't need to. Right. So you're paying extra money for extra coverage that even in the event of a total loss, you're only going to get that full replacement value.
0: Right. And the last thing we want to do is go spending money right now when, you know, we're... <laughs> We're not exactly just you know floating in it, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: That's kind of our point as uh, insurance agents is to make sure that you don't get overcovered and make sure that you're not undercovered. It's good.
0: So earlier we were talking about your your and your wife's experiences in uh, North Carolina. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and then having to deal with catastrophic events like hurricanes. So it goes right into my next question: What? type of catastrophic events are not covered by insurance?
1: Typical policies don't cover flooding unless you're in a flood zone area. Okay. Uh, So you need to be aware of where you're at. If you're in a flood zone, make sure that your flood is covered. Uh, Some of the other things that we don't really cover is landslides, mudslides, sinkholes, things of that nature. Okay. It's kind of weird, so...
0: No, the, and that actually becomes really, really important in this area. So especially in the west side of Colorado Springs, you have a lot of the old mines, you know, underlying. So it's yeah. really important to know, hey, you have homeowner's insurance. You're not going to be covered if your home falls into a hole.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And most of these things can't be covered with extra endorsements.
0: Does insurance offer these extra protections also? There's flood insurance. I've heard of earthquake insurance. I'm from California. So, (laughs) what other kind of random insurances are available?
1: Yeah, the random insurance are usually based off of your geographical areas and what your common perils could be. So, like you're talking about, California has earthquake ones, they have wildfire endorsements, got hurricane endorsements that cover some of the flooding in different areas, like the East Coast that deals with it a lot.
0: Okay. So, it really just depends on where you live, whether or not that's covered and
1: yeah exactly
0: okay good good but, to know
1: i mean the, the good thing with insurance is you can always add stuff
0: i like that right you can always add the extra pluses exactly <laughs> speaking of extra pluses you met our dog squeaky so <laughs> that would yes. be a really good <laughs> question when we were moving up to colorado so squeaky is actually a pit bull and that was always the concern is the type of dog that we had right do you have to claim your pets in your insurance policy
1: So when we're running the the policies, there are questions in there that do ask if you have dogs on the property. They do want to know things like the standard aggressive breeds, whether you consider them aggressive or not. They should be identified. That way we make sure that your liability is inside of your policy to cover any sort of accident that happens. The other thing you got to pay attention to is those fun animals like the exotic ones. Some people have them and they definitely have to be noted, especially when you got things like big snakes, alligators, monkeys, whatever weird things you might have that could potentially harm or endanger somebody else it needs to be identified.
0: That's absolutely crazy. The exotic animal stuff. I'm not into exotic animals, but I know friends that are and yeah, okay, that's definitely something you need to bring up with your insurance agent,
1: right? (laughs) Exactly. Make sure your personal liability is always covered.
0: So this is a really important question because it does come up a lot in our profession. What are the types of things that can nullify your insurance policy? What are the big no-nos that a homeowner shouldn't be doing to their home because it could affect their insurance coverage.
1: Things that you want to do is notify your insurance agent if you have any significant changes in your house, especially when they add value to your house.
0: So what, like what what is that? What uh, would that be?
1: If you upgrade the size of your garage, you finish your basement. There's a lot of things that go into the replacement costs, like upgrading countertops, you oh, take okay. out laminated countertops, you put in granite countertops, that changes replacement value. So that needs to be noted. The things that we will completely change your policy is if you intentionally try to damage your own property to file a claim oh,
0: so okay. that's the
1: biggest one
0: does that happen often like
1: i don't think it happens often
0: I would hope but not. there's always
1: the one in a million right there's always the ones that are hurting for money and they're like hey let's set fire to my house that's a big no-no
0: yeah you should arson is not good <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. a no
1: yes so that would definitely nullify your policy.
0: Okay. Yeah. And and what I've seen is is in on my side, right, on the realtor side is um, when we go into a home and we're inspecting it for condition and whatnot, what we're looking for specifically is that things are permitted, the replacement of, you know, water heaters. And so the big thing that we're looking for is electrical, right? If you right. do your own electrical without, you know, a licensed journeyman, <laughs> that's going to be a big no-no for us or that's going to be a big red flag like, hey, uh, this might not get a chert or, <laughs> you know. So what I mean, do you see that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we see certain things uh, when we're running policies. We actually look for permits. The biggest one that we look for is whether or not the roof was replaced. And if it was replaced, if there was a permit for it. Oh, okay. So that shows a proof of the value of the, the roof. Permits are definitely big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For us (laughs) too. We look them up all the time.
1: Part of our process is going through county assessor to make sure that your house is appraised properly and that you're the owner of the house. And then the second is doing a permit check to make sure everything was done right.
0: That's good. Right. Yeah. That's what, I mean, you know, I have a permit check on me when I'm checking out the home. And if I look, if I see something that's like, oh, they... Remodeled the bathroom and okay, a loan, a remodel isn't that big of a deal. But you know, if if there's rerouting of electrical or plumbing or anything like that, we're like, okay, wait.
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs> Who did yes. this? Who did this? <laughs> <laughs> definitely.
0: All right. So now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. So what exactly is underwriting from an insurance perspective? See, I, I usually um, have this question from the loan <laughs> right <laughs> from the loan perspective, but in the insurance perspective, what does it actually mean?
1: Yeah, simply put, underwriting is just a process to evaluate whether the insurance is willing to take on the risk. Inside of that, they evaluate prior claims, evaluate credit history, personal statements, things like that. So big thing to remember with insurance is, is you're having another company agree to take your risk. Underwriting is a way to make sure that we don't take an adverse risk. There are people that try to play the system.
0: Sure. You don't want to get the guy that is known to set fires in his house.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they're looking for.
0: And then another one, I mean, we're all looking for um, some savings. Uh, nowadays, So who would qualify for discounts with um, your insurance company?
1: Every insurance company is a little bit different. So I'm with farmers and farmers. First off, we offer occupational discounts for things like teachers, lawyers, nurses, engineers, military.
0: First responders, maybe?
1: First responders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, We have a whole bunch in there. They're all rated a little different, but they're still discounts. You could also get things like uh, on-time payment discounts. So your payment history comes into effect, paperless billing. It's just a whole bunch of things that can help. The biggest one, though, is bundling your policies together with farmers directly. If you do a farmer's auto policy with a home policy, you get 10%. This is sometimes saving people anywhere from $200 to $600.
0: Yeah, that's not nothing. That's for sure. It's a great discount for sure. All right. So another really fun question. What are some little known things that home insurance can cover I want to know about these obscure stuff that nobody knows about. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) Just like we talked about before, you can almost add anything. Just the other day, I added $15,500 for jewelry. There's other things that people don't think about. Electric bikes are getting more common. People have golf carts. Those are covered under your home policy. If we got high-valued art, things like fur jackets, anything that may cost a lot, you can cover
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's really new. Like, hey, I want to wear this beautiful jacket, but it's expensive. So at least I feel better wearing it, right? (laughs) Next question. What's the most common misconception people have about homeowners insurance? I'm sure you have something, some things.
1: Yeah, we kind of touched on this before and we come across it a lot right now people don't want to be told that their house is valued less than they think it is
0: sure I get that too <laughs>
1: so going online and running your house on Zillow is going to give you a different price than your house is actually worth hundred percent so when my insurance quote comes across and it says your dwellings only covered for six hundred thousand and your house is on Zillow for 750 that is based off of the replacement costs not the market value so that's one thing that you always have to remember
0: that's good to know yeah and then And that's where I can come in too as a realtor is help evaluate a little bit more accurately that the information from your home and how much it's worth. Just because Zillow's taking essentially data and trying to build something together rather than taking the actual nuances of your home, taking the community into effect, taking the real market value as is. So it's really important to talk to us, not to Zillow. (laughs) Yeah,
1: definitely. And Zillow's given a price for the land as well and we don't cover land. We only cover the stuff on the land. your house is looking at eight hundred thousand, but your land is covered for two hundred, and then your house is for the six hundred. That's where we come in. And your replacement cost is six hundred. The total value, market value, is going to come out at the eight hundred.
0: Right, and it's probably better because you want to be covered for six hundred, not pay the policy for eight hundred, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a lower premium.
0: Moving on, oh, we're almost done. We got two more questions left. Does homeowners insurance cover things like break-ins or injuries on your property or injuries from the guy that broke in?
1: There have been things in the past where people were covered like that. They broke in and they got injured while they're breaking in. And while it's illegal, you're still liable for anything that may be your, I guess, your contribution, whether it's something that happens on your property or you do it directly to somebody else. So in the event of a burglary, I mean, burglary is a forced entry. So there's going to be damage, whether it's a broken window or a kicked in door. There is stuff like that. If the amount of damage is worth your deductible, then I would say that you can Cover it. Most of the time, if you kick in a door, it's not going to be enough to cover your deductible. So there's not really a point in making a claim. Right. Just replace it yourself. It's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> if they steal a lot of property, your property could be covered at the same time.
0: Okay. Very good to know. All right. Last one what types of insurance are available for different types of homes? So what I'm aiming for is what's the difference between what's available for a single family home versus condos versus townhomes, et cetera?
1: Oh yeah, we have several different types of policies. The most common one is your single family home. That is kind of self-explanatory. The more uncommon ones are going to be your condos and your renter's policies. Renter's policies cover your items inside of the property, but not the actual property itself, unless you cause damage. Damage or anything like that. The homeowner is responsible to have a landlord policy that covers the actual property itself in the event of a fire, something that is not directly caused by the renter. Condo policies are similar. Condos are usually owned by a single person or an entity, and they have their own policy that covers the entire complex. And your personal condo will be kind of like renters. So it covers inside of the walls of your specific condo. So your personal property, everything like that. It's kind of a a little more security for the person that owns the actual condo.
0: That's good to know. And then the one question I had was like, I always suggest if someone's moving into a townhome that they look into HO6 insurance. I don't know if you're familiar.
1: Yeah. So HO6 is that is the same thing as that condo one. So it just depends on how the uh, townhouses are set up. Some of them are run by an overarching entity and then other ones, usually the older ones are just sold as individual pieces. So we can run a townhome as a regular homeowner's policy, or we can run it as an HO6 HO6 or cheaper. (laughs) Because you're only covering your stuff inside. Everything outside of it is covered by the overarching entity.
0: Sounds good. Well, that is actually all of my questions. Do you have any questions for me or anything else to add that you're like, oh man, I wish we could have gone over this?
1: No, I think the biggest thing that people need to remember is check your renewals and always look at your coverages. There may be a chance that your insurance company mails you something and you don't see it and it could be something changing your wind and hail deductible from 1% to 2%. You don't know that unless you review your policy. And renewals aren't going to be the same as the price you paid the prior year. So be looking for it when it comes time.
0: Definitely look at that value of your home so that way you're not overpaying or underpaying, you know.
1: Exactly. to
0: make sure you're insured correctly. Yes. Alright, well thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah,
1: it's been great. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I very much appreciated this and very much enjoyed this. Thank you so much for all of your information. I've definitely learned a lot. Thanks again for listening today. I've been your host, Gladys Remkus. Don't forget to click that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest episodes. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, we'll continue to close the deal on real estate and rec one episode at a time.